Years ago, I was at a conference and one of the speakers said, everybody should write a book, everybody. And I remember thinking, not a chance. And then years later, I was like, maybe I do want to write a book. And so now writing a book is something that I plan to do, but is it something that you should want to do? I invited Sarah Fox from The Bookish Fox to come and talk with me about just that on this week's episode of The Biz Podcast. Welcome to The Biz Podcast, where we're going to talk about running a business you love while still having the life you want. I'm Lara Wellman, and together we're going to talk about dreams, goals, and strategies, but even more importantly, mindset, boundaries, breaking the rules, and getting out of your own way. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm going to start off with you like I do with everybody and have you tell everybody who you are and what you do. I am Sarah Fox. I'm a writer and I'm the CEO of The Bookish Fox, which is an editorial agency. I have a couple team members and we love like editing books from developmental or content editing to proofreading. I also am a book coach. Awesome. And that's why I wanted to chat with you because... And I'll tell you, there were years ago, I was at an event and somebody said on stage, everybody needs a book. And I was in a place where my response to that was, you're ridiculous. Absolutely not. I do not need a book. Tons of people don't need a book. Makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) And now years later, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I want to write a book. I actually do have a lot to say. And I think most people do have a lot to say, but they have a hard time wrapping their head around whether or not they personally should actually write a book, whether they could do it, whether it's worth doing. And so that's why I wanted to chat with you because you've worked with a lot of people who have done this. Yes, I have. (laughs) I've worked with like over 200. I love it. So, you know, people can write books and you know (laughs) that people probably struggle with before they start and as they're writing it, the feeling of who me? Yes, that's a common thing, right? Because like whether they have PhDs or not even a high school education, everyone has that feeling of who me, right? It's the classic imposter syndrome where you're like, why is my book any different than what I've read before? It's already been done. I'm not qualified for this. What do I have to say that will contribute? There's a saying that's nothing new is under the sun. And I think that's true. But I think people resonate with different things. Like my husband gets so frustrated with me because he'll tell me something and it won't click. I'll be like, okay, sure, whatever. But then if my friend says it, a doctor says it, someone else in the world says it, and I'll be like, oh, this makes sense all of a sudden, right? Same exact content, just it's the way it was delivered. Like he's very factual, scientific, and my friends are more touchy-feely, so it was all in the delivery. So even though what you may have said has been said before, it won't be said in the way you can say it, which will make it unique. Which absolutely makes sense, and I love it. So let's talk a little bit about people who want to write a book. What are the reasons you think people should consider it, even if there's like that niggling voice that tells them they're not ready? The first one is I think self-expression is important. Like I'm a super creative woo type person. I think you don't want a story to die inside you, right? Like the famous quote. And I think it's really important that people's voices be heard. There is such peace when you've expressed yourself on a personal development level. I think Writing a book is a great growth opportunity. You get to know yourself better. You get your ideas out in the world. And I think it's the greatest way to connect with people. Like I can read a book by Charles Dickens, who was hundreds of years ago. And I can imagine roughly what he was writing. Like I'm connecting to even like Socrates, who's like dead, right? Like dead for thousands of years. 
And it's crazy, or I can read a book by a writer in Japan through translation, get to know them halfway across the world. Like it's such a connecting force through space and time. I think it's so magical. And so like this point of connection for people. And from a business perspective, it's no like and trust is important. And by spending, people take hours with the book, unless they're super speed readers and it's a short book, but it's the most amount of time you can get in front of people. There's a speech, it's about an hour tops, if that. A podcast, it's about an hour. A blog post, a few minutes of people's time. But book, people really get to know you and live in your world and really connect with you in a way that other sources can't because the length of time, the depth you can go into a book versus other forms. And it's just amazing. And it's the way you get your message out. It's an accessible way for people. Like they can get your book from the library. It usually doesn't cost more than $20. And maybe you can get your message to people who won't be able to get it otherwise, who couldn't afford your services otherwise. And even though they might not be able to afford you, their friend might on a purely marketing perspective, or you just change someone's life, which I think is something we all deeply want. At least most people do, I hope. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, for business owners in particular, it does have that marketing value, right? We know that you're not going to make your fortune off book sales in this case, probably. Like some people can make money. Actually, there are ways you can make money. I have a friend who's a fiction writer who makes $20,000 a month off of just sales, which is awesome. Also, I've known nonfiction writers who can make thousands off of it. But as a whole, yes, the expectation is you're not going to make, at least right away, tons of money off the book directly from book sales. But it's a great way for clients to get to know you, want to hire your services. I've read books and hired people afterwards because you feel like, oh, I can trust this person. I like what they say. I have a sense of how they work with people. They've established authority and expertise, and then I hire them. So it's also a great way to get more clients and books get passed on and get to larger audiences because people tell about it to their friends. They read the book, and it's this awesome chain effect. Yeah, and I've heard it can help you with speaking opportunities too, right? That credibility factor yeah. of I wrote a book is a big one. So where do you start, right? You have a million ideas, and you must talk to a lot of people who think, yeah, I have a book. This has been myself as well. Like I have a million ideas. I have too many ideas. Theoretically, I want to do this, but I don't even know how to figure out what to do about it. Like how do you start getting ready to write a book? You could hire a book coach. Of course, there's all kinds of things you could do, but what are the things that you think people need to start thinking about to decide I'm going to write a book and what's it going to be about? Sure. Okay. So I think that the big thing is to start with your why, right? Like, why do you want to write the book? What are your goals? Do you have a message you want to spread to people? Do you want to get more people into your funnel? Do you just have this burning desire to tell people? Are you writing it for a specific person? And you know, there's other people like this person. Like, what's your why behind it? Because writing a book's a long process, right? It's not a short thing. You have to be fired up about it. You have to think, am I willing to work on this for months? Is this something I like enough? that I want to put in the time and effort to do this. Because there's going to be days where the writing flows and the birds are singing and the sun is shining. It's easy, right? It's a Disney princess moment. There's other days where it'll be like going through hell, like on your way to Mordor, where it's going to be slow. It's going to be painful. And it doesn't mean the writing's bad. Like a lot of people think, because it's hard to write today, I should quit. No. The thing is, you need something that you can put on a post-it note on your computer screen to keep you going. Because there's going to be like, marriage, good days, bad days. You just have to have a why to keep pushing you through. And if you don't have something strong enough, then don't write it yet because you're not ready. 
So I think you have to be really passionate about it and know your why, first of all. And then I think it helps people if they brain dump it. So like all the ideas you have, let's say you found something you like, just write out all the ideas you have around that. I don't know, you can do like one of those word bubble things. You can just write messy freestyle, whatever works for you. Type it, write it by hand. It doesn't matter. Just get all your thoughts out. Don't censor yourself. Do that later. Then you look it over and then you can either, it depends on what type of person you are. If you're like one of those free-flowing spirit, like spontaneous people who won't write if it's not like what they're feeling, you can go ahead and write at that point. I'm not one of those people. That approach means you'll have more revisions. So if you're not coming in with a plan, know that you're just going to spend more time revising. You might even delete that draft and start again. That'll be your discovery draft, which is the draft where you're just figuring out your ideas, which is fine. Just know you're going to have more work on the revision stage. Or you can make it into an outline where it's structured thoughts. And then there'll probably be less revisions, assuming the outline is structured appropriately. And then that's the point where you can kind of write the book. But it depends on would you prefer to spend more time rewriting or more time actually writing the book? Right. I actually, what I started doing was looking at some of my other content, things I've said before, things I've written, you know, that I've been sharing from the heart, blog posts that I've written. And I was like, let's pull all of these together. And you're right, because doing that has helped me sort of see themes and the things I really love to say. But then I'm like, this isn't a book, right? <laughs> so, so it needs a lot of revision if that's the way I want to go, right? Yeah, you can go that way. Just know you probably might toss a draft and have to write a new one knowing where your new direction is. So getting all these ideas out of your head, realizing what you're really passionate about, what you want people to know, and then deciding that that's the sort of thing you want to create. If we come back to that person who I heard her speak and she said, everybody needs a book. Like, theoretically, that sounds great because it could be a great calling card, but like it's not in everybody, I don't think. I don't think so. Like as much as I'd like to believe it, I think a lot of people do. I think most people can do it, but I hate when people are like, it's a business card or it's a calling card. Like a book, it's more than that. Like a business card, if you want a business card, go print it out at Moog or whatever business card place you want to do because that's a lot easier and probably cheaper and less effort than a book, right? Don't do it just solely for the business card because LinkedIn can also be a similar thing, right? Like a book, <laughs> should be like actually something you care about because you're not going to finish it. It's just a business card for you. Like I think most people can have a book in them. I think also, I don't know if it's always the right time for a person or I don't know if it's the right idea, but I think most people do have it, but I think it's wrong for it to be like, it's easy. You can do it. Just like make it a way to improve your funnel. Like, yes, it's great. And it can help with that. But I think it, there has to be greater purpose beyond it's your calling card because it won't be a quality book if that's the only reason you're writing it, right? It will show that you're just writing it for the speaking opportunities or just to say you did it, right? If there's no deeper purpose. And it, as a result, you won't get the results you want because people will see right through that, that you're just phoning it in. Like you have to have the commitment there or it's not going to happen well. It will have the reverse, like the opposite results of what you want. <laughs> No, that makes a lot of sense. So let's say you get a plan in place, then that's when you start just writing. And this is something I tell people even just about writing a blog post. You don't need to start at the beginning. You can just start sort of getting the ideas out, but working around your plan, is that the idea? Yes, you can write in any order. Some people, I'm a very chronological writer. I love writing in order, but some people can't do that. Like they flip out. 
So you can write the last chapter first. You can write the third chapter next. Like there's no rules, especially in the drafting stage. I'd say the most important thing is just getting it out there in the beginning. Then you can worry about rearranging things or editing it later because those are two different parts of your brain that you don't want going out once. So what else do you see writers or potential writers struggle with as they're trying to figure out, is now the time right for me for a book? Is there anything else that you see people trying to work through that you think people should know about? I think people work through A, the time. Like they claim they don't have time, but they do. So they think, oh, I'm not getting it done because I don't have the time. Like how much time do you spend on Instagram? How much time do you spend on Netflix? And also I encourage people, time yourself, set a timer for 15 minutes and see how much you can get done in 15 minutes and you will be surprised. People can write like 250 words, which is a page in 15 minutes. And then if you do that all year, you have a full book, more than a full book, right? They think it's time, but it's really fear. Like they're afraid I'm going to be visible. Oh no, what happens if my mom reads this? <laughs> it's like, it's not something I want her to read. Or they're like, I'm not good enough. And the inner editor comes in like, it's terrible. It's terrible. It has to be perfect the first time. No one's perfect the first time. Hemingway revised the ending of The Sun Also Rises 32 times. So like the beginning, you might think it's awful. That doesn't mean you stop because every writer I know like from the famous ones to my friends and myself, like there's days where you think it's the worst thing on the planet, you should quit, but then you'll read it two weeks later and then I call them the elves come and then they fix it and you read it and you're like, it's not that bad. Or you don't remember reading your draft, which parts you thought were magic and which parts you thought were the trash. I think you have to know that it's not always real, right? Like you might think it's terrible, but it's that inner voice that you just have to silence. And keep working through it because the process is not always going to be sunshine rainbows. And I think that there's a lot of people who fantasize about writing and think it's just sitting at a coffee shop in Paris and the words flow easily. And if that's not your story, that means you can't be a writer. And I'm like, no, if you're struggling, that means you're probably a really good writer. Like one writer said, a writer is someone for whom writing is the most difficult. Like it's usually if it's just really caring or invested. In some ways, the struggle is a good sign because that means you care. If you didn't care, it'd just be no, like, stress around it, right? Yeah, you want it to be good. And we are. We are really hard on ourselves. Just like you read back something you don't think it's good. The first time you see a video of yourself, you're like, yeah, that was terrible. And everything I did here was wrong. And, like, that time thing works there, too, right? You see it two weeks later. You're like, oh, it wasn't so bad. (laughs) Yeah, I just think we're hard on ourselves. And look, it's not your job to worry about if it's good or bad until the end when you're editing it, right? In the writing phase, just focus on getting the words on the page. You can worry about editing it later and making it good. Right, because we all have this expectation of ourselves that it is perfect the first thing out the gate. And like you said, it isn't for anybody. So why would it be for you? (laughs) I know, also nothing else in life is perfect off the gate. Like the first time you're learning to walk or drive or ice skate or bake a cake. It's weird that I think there's a lot of pressure on writing that aren't in other activities. Like you wouldn't expect yourself to play basketball great the first time you do it. But with writing, there's this magic belief like you have to get it perfectly right. Yeah. And I was watching a documentary last night that was talking about how it took them three quarters of a day to get one scene right, right? Like, it's again, it's not just because you know what's supposed to happen here that it's going to be perfect as soon as you do it. Yeah. And every writer will have the syndrome where you have an idea in your head what the book looks like and it will not match it on the page. And you'll be frustrated because you think it's going to be magic when you write it down. 
And then when you read it, you're like, oh, it wasn't what I thought it'd be. And I think that's just something we all suffer from and you just learn to live with because it will never match the ideal form of what you want to be because you're human and the ideal form is not achievable, at least at this part of probably where your writing career is. And that's okay. Maybe one day you'll get there. Even then, when you get to that point, there'll be something else you want that's even higher, better one. So you're always going to have this disconnect of what the work is versus what you want it to be. And you just have to realize do the best you can, hire the appropriate people to put it together, and then that's all you can do, right? You just have to do your best. And there's a point where if everyone was worried about the perfect thing, no books would be on our bookshelves, right? That's a great point. That's a great point. So is there anything else you think people need to know as we're getting started? Like, what are the first steps? We know it's like, get your idea, get clear on your why, start brain dumping. And then there are options like, working with a book coach, which is the uh, route that I have gone to get your help actually figuring out that plan and the accountability of writing. But what other things like, so for the people who are just thinking, I want to start playing this out, where do they go after they have like either just start writing or they have a basic outline or what needs to be in that outline so they have an appropriate roadmap? Varies so much from book to book. It's like hard to give a formula since it's all so customized. But what I think is something to do to make sure they stay on track with their goals and keep writing is put in your calendar, right? It sounds so basic, but time that you write every day or whatever you want to do it that week, have it down and make it non-negotiable because there's going to be a party. Netflix is going to call your name. You'll find, oh, I should answer these emails. Suddenly, Instagram is the most exciting thing I've ever seen on the face of the earth. But if you write it down, hold accountable, and there's ways to even do this if you don't want to hire a coach. You can put, ask a friend to hold you accountable. You can have writing dates with a friend where you show up at a coffee shop and you're both writing together. You can mention on social media. You can put money in an envelope. I know the NaNoWriMo guys talk about this, which is awesome. And you give it to a friend to send out. If you don't finish it, they'll send it to a charity you hate. So like a cause or like politician or whatever you don't believe in. And that will motivate you to get it done. Like there's reward systems. You can punish yourself. Like I'll get a coffee if I do this. So there's ways to hold yourself accountable. It depends on your personality and what works for you. But it's really like making sure you stick with it. That's just really key. And that means commitment. It's a choice every day. It's not like you say, I'm going to write a book and the commitment's done. It's like all commitments. Every day you wake up and say, I'm renewing this. I'm doing it. I'm in. That's awesome. So what do you think about sharing some of the content as you go? Like, especially since it's going to get revised, like, is that a good idea? Is like sharing some of it with your audience as you go? I think it is. So I think you need to tell people like, this is my draft. People need to know this is not the finished product because that's an editor. I'm like, uh, but it's good. Like actually with marketing, the best time to market your book is now. Like it's never too early to start marketing it. Even if it's just an idea, people love the behind the scenes. So if you have like, hey, I'm writing a book, and this is great for accountability. Here's a chapter of my book that I'm currently writing. People love it. People eat the the behind-the-scenes stuff up. It's great to get people to buy the book. And it's a way to see if your content is resonating with people, too. It also can help you understand, like, this chapter people didn't like, or they didn't understand it, or they loved it. Everyone got so much value out of it, and you know that you're in the right direction. Yep, and I've been telling people I've signed up with a book coach. It's happening this year. No more talking about it because I have put it out there before, but now I'm like, nope, we're going up a level. So I I agree with you. And people are interested. People respond to that. People seem to want to know what's coming next. 
I really appreciate your time today. Where can people find out about you, about how you can help them write their book? Awesome. Well, my website is thebookishfox.com and my handles for everything, Instagram, Twitter, all that is Bookish Sarah Fox. So you can find me there. Awesome. And we'll put links to you in the show notes. Sarah, like she mentioned, is a book coach so she can help people figure all this stuff out and hold them accountable or her whole company and team are there to help edit books and get them tweaked up a little bit after your draft and need a little bit of cleaning up if that's what you want. Well, thanks so much for having me. Awesome. And soon we will be working very hard on my book and people already know now that it's coming. It's going to be awesome. Get excited. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you got a lot of value and ideas out of it. Until the next episode, come and hang out some more with me. I've got a free Facebook group that's called Building Your Next Level Biz. I share lots of trainings. I do all kinds of mini workshops in there that are all free. So check out the show notes. Come and join me there. And that will be our place to hang out between episodes.